At this season of celebrating the birth of Jesus, the light of the world, we're going to be inspired as to how this changes how we live in the world and what we teach our kids and how our kids need to be lights in the world as they follow Jesus. And we're talking this morning about a children's book that will help them with that. Daniel Darling is with us. He and Bree Stenstrude wrote together The Biggest Best Light, and it encourages children to shine God's love on everyone. And good morning, Daniel. Good morning. It's so great to be with you this morning. Yep. Always good to have you on with us, Daniel. Appreciate it so much. So let's talk a little bit about why you guys decided to write this book. What happened or what's the story behind it? Well, there's a couple of reasons, really. Um, I mean, one, uh, both of us have been active um, in the pro-life space, Mm -hmm. but really making a case for what the Bible says about human dignity, what it means to be human. You know, it's a real open question right now that yeah. people are asking, what, what does it mean to be human? You know, with the advent of technology, with kind of the evils we see around us, uh, the cheapening of human life. And, you know, the, we believe the Bible has uh, such a rich vision for what it means to be human. And I think also a, a creative way to tell the gospel story that, you know, um, uh, of sin and the fall in the garden and God's uh, redemption of us in the gospel. And so both of those things are important. We've been talking about this thing for a long time and uh, wanted a way to teach kids from an early age uh, what it means to be made in the image of God and what are the implications of that for the way that we live our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, what are the implications of how we live our lives from how we know who we are as far as being image bearers of God? Well, really, being an image bearer of uh, of God being made in His image really has means two things. It has two imp- implications that are massive. One, it affects the way we see ourselves. That we're not just here. We're not just random. We can just get here. Um, we're not the captains of our souls, the masters of our own fates, as we like to say. But we were created by someone and for someone and for a purpose. Um, and I think that's that's really important for us communicate as Christians that mm-hmm. every human being was made by God with a purpose, and, uh, and because of that, we're responsible to a Creator, uh, that He made us, He knows what's best for us, best way for us to live. The second implication is that it also affects not just the way we see ourselves, but the way we see our neighbors, that every single person we interact with um, is an image bearer, was made in the image of God. Um, as um, C.S. Lewis said, you have not met a mere mortal. There's, there's not a single disposable person on the earth. God sees uh, every single person, uh, every drop of innocent blood that's shed cries to him from the ground, as, as he says with the, with the death of Abel in, in Genesis. Chapter, in Genesis. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are the two implications. We really want to teach our kids that from an early age. Yeah. So, Daniel, um, you know, our kids are being bombarded you know, with all kinds of different messages, different things in our culture today. And um, it's it's up to us as parents and grandparents to, to really help them to understand who they are uh, in, uh, you know, in Christ and who they are as, as created beings. What are some practical, I mean, what is, what's the first thing? I mean, sometimes parents can get feeling paralyzed. Like, I don't know what to do, you know, getting bombarded with all this stuff. I don't know how to, how to tackle that. It's like you're having to reprogram your kids every day. So what are some good first steps to take? Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think, first of all, we have to understand that um, we have to be intentional with our kids, and we mm-hmm. can't assume that they're just going to learn these things by osmosis. Right. I know we take them to church and we do all these other things, but 
we as parents have to be intentional in teaching our kids what does it mean to be human? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be male and female? The goodness of ma- maleness and femaleness. Um, why human life matters. Um, there was a time maybe in the culture where we can just assume culture was teaching them that, but we can't assume that anymore. They're, right. they're bombarded, as you said, with messages from everywhere yeah. that are contrary to what we know is true. So I think being intentional, number one. I think number two, doing it in a way that's age-appropriate and they understand. Um, and three, I think having confidence that, you know, God um, God equips those that He calls. God, uh, in His sovereignty, has given us these children, and, and there's nothing more humbling and humiliating than being a parent and realizing, man, I really don't feel equipped. Yeah. Uh, with my kids, but understand that God, through His Spirit, can give us what we need in Scripture, in friends, in good resources, um, that you don't have to have a Ph.D. to be able to train and, 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 and um, teach your kid, that every single Christian parent has been given what they need by God mm-hmm. um, uh, to do this work. Yeah. I'm talking with Daniel Darling. He's an author, pastor, and leader, and author of The Biggest Best Light, Shining God's love into the world around you. So, Daniel, you have four kids. Have you read this to your kids, and what the, what has been their reaction? Well, our kids have really enjoyed it. Uh, we have three teens and uh, one preteen, and so, as you mentioned, they're really bombarded with these things. And this book is really for younger children, but part of it comes out of what we, what me and my wife have taught our kids, you know, from the beginning of what it means to be made in the image of God. How does that affect the way we see ourselves and our neighbors? And I really think we need to have these conversations with all levels of children, from mm-hmm. the youngest um, all the way to the oldest. And, um, you know, teach them as new, teach them as fresh. You know, uh, it says in Scripture, uh, particularly in the Old Testament, also in the New Testament, that, you know, we should continue to tell the story of what it means to be a Christian. Tell, tell our kids who we are and whose we are and what mm-hmm. does it mean to be the people of God and to pass that, the story from generation to generation. Yeah. Yeah, Scripture says we're supposed to be teaching them from the when we rise up and when we lay down. We're supposed to be continually uh, teaching them. I know that uh, you know when our kids were little, we always assumed that they knew how to do things like cleaning the room and you know brushing their teeth and all these different things like that. But no, we had to teach them, you know, how to do that. And there's no different uh, in their spiritual walk either. We need to teach them uh, to do these things, and so. Um, is it too late ever, Daniel, to get started? It really isn't too late to get started. You might be a parent and said, man, I've, you know, I'm just getting started, or I just became a Christian, and my kids are a little bit older, and we have to kind of play catch-up. And look, you know, I think you just take it a day at a time, and you say, okay, this is where we are, and this is what I can do in this moment. Mm-hmm. And trust that the Lord loves our kids, and the Lord cares about our kids even more than um, than we care about them. And he... he he cares about their future even more than we do. And yeah. so I think, I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a great resource for mm-hmm. folks. And so, Daniel, before I let you go, as you look around our culture today and you see Christ followers, do you think we're really shining for him? <laughs> and if not, what are some things that you, you wish we would be doing mm-hmm. in this world? Well, I think we have to think about a few things. I, I, I do think you know, God is at work in the world through His people, through the Church, like He is in every age, and so God is, Christ is building His Church in this age through uh, His people, through ordinary Christians, putting their yes on the table and, and um, serving Him and following uh, whatever calling He's given them. But I do think it's especially important for us as Christians to have a public witness that reflects the Gospel, that we speak truth, 
but also do in a way that's with kindness and civility and, and, and grace, and that we're ultimately pointing people to the hope of the gospel. Um, you know, some t- it doesn't just matter what we say and the content of what we say, but it matters how we say it. The Bible cares about the shape of our words. I think of First Peter three fifteen that tells us to have an answer for every person for the hope from the hope that lies within us. You know, mm-hmm. so have an answer for the questions of the age, but to do it with gentleness and kindness. And I think. Mm-hmm. We have to have this idea that courage and civility can go together, uh, that the, the loudest person in the room is not always the most brave, yeah. and um, God cares about not just what we say, but how we say it. Mm-hmm. Very good. That is. It's called The Biggest Best Light, Shining God's Love into the World Around You, and Daniel Darling, our guest this morning, one of the authors of this book. And Daniel, thank you so much for joining us again. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Well, thank you for having me. I love the work that y'all are doing and uh, love being a part, small part of it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we appreciate you as well.